When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, a little Friday afternoon action here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Close the week strong. Morales set up a lot of different things right there. Very girthy, yes. open. Yes. Uh, the TED conversation <laughs> we already it. had. People, <laughs> he's going to use that. Um, everybody upset that TED was, not everybody, but enough people on Twitter Too upset that TED Get out was of my not mentions. on it. Yeah, we I don't like care. TED. Sorry. I just didn't, I don't they haven't it seen it. Don't plan on seeing it. It didn't deserve to be in. Nobody's told ranking. me I need to see it. Now, Morales did say Taylor had the best of the list. Thank uh, you, Instagram Morales. Instagram had, I think, Yates on there as yeah. the best the, on the list. The current list, but the official. Um, so it was kind of everybody a little bit all over the place. Now, the reason why we did it, obviously, because Cocaine Bear, Emily Wan saw it yesterday. I was actually a little surprised when she gave her quick little breakdown. This mm-hmm. is what she thought. She took notes on her phone like she was Sean McVay. I mean, listen. She was not messing around. That's something we do well in this program. You know right. what I'm saying? That's <laughs> she good. She took some damn notes. But I, I, I wanted people to know that I wasn't just talking off the cuff. I've, I thought deeply about this movie, which I don't think many people You're very will, passionate about or it. Or people yeah. that should not think deeply about this movie. No, it's a, it's a <laughs> well, good the call. Conversation probably, when you first brought up that you knew there's a movie coming out, Cocaine Bear. How long ago was that, you think? Uh, oh, months. I mean, this is actually... Six months, the, maybe? The prep of this movie has been going on for... I, I think I knew about this movie maybe a year I was going to say, I feel like we heard about this movie a long time ago, yes. and there was a question as to whether or not it was actually really going to get made. Exactly. That was like the big issue. It was like, really, they're going to do this, and people yes. are going to buy this? And it was like, well... She, she brought it up yes. to Trav and I at least six months ago. Let's just say something yes. like that, right? So, um, But I was a little surprised when she said, you know, you said, give it a letter grade. Yeah. She said C plus B minus. I'm not saying that's bad, but that's also not. I'm racing down to the theater to go watch. There this movie. are too many characters. Literally, I could eliminate several characters, and the movie is better. And I think that they just the tone, which I think that was part of what it was trying to do, but it wasn't jokey enough to be such a creature feature. Mm, got and it. it. Was it was a little too serious? Needed more jokes. In a weird spot. And gruesome. And, and because just, of that, like, you have questioned whether you're going to go. That sounds, like, I, yeah. that sounds like a slightly disorganized project in the sense of exactly what we were talking about. Like, if you've got that many characters who are useless, maybe there were some script changes <laughs> that happened halfway through, some production changes in terms of what they were actually going to do. And it was a said, social media perfect movie. Right. And mm. you can pull clips, trailer, perfect. Perfect for a trailer. The movie, as an exception, it, it's just like it's almost... 90 minutes was too long. I think it would have wow. been a great like oh, wow. singular hour of like a TV show like or something. You one Netflix episode. Wow, okay. 60 All right. minutes and then get out of there. Or that. like a miniseries, like three, you know, three No miniseries, but I think it would be good 45-minute jobbers, you know, yeah. Okay. All right. Christopher All right. Holmes on Twitter backed you up on dunking a basketball like no tomorrow. What? He said that... I was jealous that you can dunk a basketball. <laughs> okay, let's. I've never said I can dunk a basketball. Let's clear this up. I played high school basketball. I was not some great player. I was a two guard who could shoot the three, and I was apparently mean. had hops. I was mean as hell, and I could jump and play defense. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't palm a ball that well. But that, but so dunking was really hard. And so this is what I'm saying. This happened when it, I was right? a summer camp counselor trying this all summer with all the other dudes I was counselors with. Finally got one down, maybe two down, whatever. It was not some situation where I came down the court and Julius Irving rocked the cradle and slant. No, nothing close to that. I was trying my butt off with those uh, goofy lift awesome. shoes, trying to be able to dunk for a while. Well, it was tough, but I got one, okay, I got so, one down. So I was like, I'm fine. The hops part, that's one thing. It's palming the ball. You know, obviously, if you're six foot three, okay, your hand's probably going to be bigger. You're going to palm the ball. It's going to be easier to palm it. Right. Taylor's going to have bigger hands than I'm going to have. You right? kind of got to do the up but and that is, that's, press down method. That's what's yeah. one of the most. Now, I had a combination of everything. I was not tall. I could not jump. And I do not have big <laughs> hands. So I was never going to dunk. But I yeah. love how Christopher Holmes said that I was jealous of you dunking. I know that I can't dunk. I, mean, I, I was just surprised right. that you'd be able to take it down. And I say that because. 
That's that's a grip. You yeah. got to have a grip on that. Ball I think I'm there. The caveat probably is that I think I might have used an outdoor ball actually because they're easier to grip. Yeah. So yeah, probably 15 camp kids and two three guys that I don't talk to anymore saw that and didn't care and that was Taylor. You about it. Dunking anything in your in your time? Did oh you, yeah, still do. Yeah, I still can. I mean, I'm not dunking on people, but not in traffic as they say. I see Taylor backing of... somebody down, two hands pushing them off. Remember Shaq pushing <laughs> Shaq off? Who was it? Oh. <laughs> Chris Dudley. Chris, Chris Dudley. Dudley. That's exactly yeah, what it was. Chris got so mad. Give me a running start. I'll be right. fine. Uh, that's oh, pretty I worked on yeah, that no, for so long. By the no time I got it down, I was like, oh, thank God I did it once. Pretty good feeling. I touched it in that a couple times. Yeah. Um, okay, so last night was interesting. And I want to kind of properly set this up because I don't want to over-exaggerate on the Lakers beating a Warriors team without Steph Curry and without Andrew Wiggins. I don't want to over-exaggerate on the Lakers beating a Pelicans team without Zion Williamson. So I want to make sure that context is there because I think it's fair to have that context. Completely. They weren't weren't 100% healthy. But the other side that I'm going to give a lot of credit to the Lakers is we have not seen this team since the NBA trade deadline. Every night is going to be new, right? Every night's going to be a little bit different. I I don't know what's going to happen. We might look on paper and say, I think there's a really good fit on this team. Man, I think Beasley really going to play that two role. And D'Angelo's a natural point guard, all this stuff. But until you actually go out there, we don't really have too much of an idea. You don't really know, but what happened last night is another... It's so... Okay, here's how I look at this. There's the ways that we know that the Lakers can win that we assume are there. AD goes off, Braun goes off, sure. That, well, that's, that's, that's the common narrative. That's the, the common, common storyline. Yep. AD and Braun going off, sorry guys, is not enough to win an NBA championship in my opinion. You can't beat a team four times in a row with just those two things happening. You've got to find, and I'm taking some credit from my man Justin Tinsley here, who you guys might have seen on TV, who writes for ESPN. He calls it the 2-1-1 system. To win a series, you got to get two games from your superstar, one from your bench, and one random one from a guy who's just going to go off one day. And can, I give you, can I give you an example? Yeah. And then go right back to yeah. that point. Lakers won that championship in 2020. Bron and AD were amazing. Rondo would have some games. KCP would have some games. Correct. Kuzma would hit have some contributions. Um, Danny Green would hit a couple big threes. Dwight Howard would impact the game. I think that's a fair assessment. Exactly. And so what these next 22 games give you, more than just the number standpoint, and this is what I'm as interested in this weekend as anything, is how are you going to do this? Like, like show me the way. And if it's Malik Beasley scoring 25 points, okay, that's one of the things you can put as an option on your menu, if that makes sense. Maybe not going to be available every time you go to In-N-Out, but it, it's available. You want to figure out exactly how you're going to be able to do this because, again, the big difference in the NBA playoffs and actual NBA regular season is that you play the same team over and over again. That is a different strategy of basketball than it is to be going from city to city every night. And so they've got to figure out what's going to work and not just be satisfied with it working because you're actually trying to beat people, not just show up and say you don't suck. You know what I mean? They looked good enough last night to be a team that could put some things together. There are still building blocks to be made, and I'm interested to see what they do once they get on the road. We were, uh, we were prepping earlier. And M said something that I really like, that, yes, the Warriors are not full strength. The Pelicans are not full strength. However, they dominated the games. So it's not like – I've watched plenty of Lakers basketball where maybe they squeaked by the Indiana Pacers one by one, shouldn't have, and Pacers were playing awful basketball. Or how about the Pelicans had lost 10 games in a row without Zion and beat the Lakers. Or Portland put up 65 in the first half. They were up 19 against the Lakers without Jeremy Grant. Without They, they, they were missing some, some key players. I've seen the Lakers lose very creatively all year long. Yeah. There wasn't a point in that game yesterday or a point in the game against the Pelicans before the All-Star break where you felt like, are Lakers going to do this again? Maybe you could say at halftime, Jordan Poole hit a couple threes. It's a three-point game, but third quarter they came out and they blew him out. That's that's not common for the Lakers in this stretch of games, at least for this season. I'm not going to connect the last season. There's no need to. But this year, we that has not been a common thread. It has no. not. Where you're beating teams by double digits, you're beating them handily, whether they're fully healthy or whether they're not. The identity of who this team is going to be is going to be determined on that, what they can do in these situations. You're exactly right. You know, beating beating good teams beat bad teams. That's why they're yep. good teams. Yep. And so if a team is down a couple guys or is not a very good team and you beat them, all right, you're supposed to do that. The specific chemistry of who this team is going to be, the gelling has happened. 
in my opinion. The identity has yet to be determined. And that's a great place to be if you are already in as desperate a position as the Lakers are. This is arguably the most important thing from last night's game. And and there's a lot that obviously needs to happen moving forward, but th- this is important to me. I don't want AD to have games where he takes five shots. So yeah. I'm not justifying that. Right. But Anthony Davis only took five shots yesterday, and he only had 12 points. Obviously, Bron's not going to have too many nights where he's five of 20 from the field. No. Bron, when he has a five of 20, usually in the next game he's going to go nine of 13 or nine of 15 or whatever it is, right? Between LeBron James and Anthony Davis, the Lakers had just 25 points total. They still dominated the game. And maybe this is the the trade deadline happened, and now you kind of took this one player who was $47 million, and that one player turned you into three starters because that's what it is right now. It's Beasley, it's D'Lo, and it's Jared Vanderbilt. It's huge. You took Patrick Beverly, you threw in Mo Bamba. You got Rui Hachimura, what was that, a couple weeks ago, whatever the case is. Every one of these guys are contributing so far. So I, I kind of looked at last night's game. That's an interesting storyline that has not been associated to the Lakers in the past, where you can win games with Braun and Anthony Davis not dominating. Clint, they played 26 minutes yesterday each. I don't remember a time that those two players played 26 minutes and the Lakers actually still dominated. I get it, but that's not the end goal. That's just a data point on the journey. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They got more to figure out, and if you're a Laker fan, you should be excited about that. Who's going to be the next person to step up and declare a role on this team that can be somewhat defined so that this, these guys know what their bread and butter is beyond just the two big stars? Okay, this is what's going to be uh, great these next couple of games. They got a tough road trip coming up here. Yeah. So what we got a chance to see – against the Pelicans and the Warriors, who, by the way, are in front of them in the standings, so it's good that they beat those two teams. Um, The good thing is you actually have some tough matchups coming up, and we're going to find out if this is a Lakers team that's really heading towards a direction that we all want to see them in, or... Nah, just you needed some, right. the matchup was in your favor, you were at home, whatever the case is. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, Poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Big E's got a question he wants to ask. By the way, sort of a uh, sort of a Yates uh, ask Yates sort of situation. Okay. He asks, I don't know why you guys always assume that people are taking. I don't take shortcuts, and I don't have any reason to lie. He says, "Was it a regular dunk or was it a lob trying to dunk?" Because that's what we did in high school. We used to play on the eight foot rims at the elementary school. No, oh, the was, eight foot rims. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's three sixty. I'm going at you with two hands. I look like <laughs> Mac McClung on an eight foot joint. This was not that at all. It was me one hand with an outdoor ball trying to get that thing up and in, and it took me three months. You but know, it was what a I'm tennis saying? ball, right? <laughs> See what I mean? Anyway, yeah, got down ten feet. It was crazy. Wow, good. Feeling. I've seen Biggie at events before. I think Biggie's probably back in his day throwing it down. If we had like a not an eight foot rim at the at the pickleball joint, yeah, I would be down for a little impromptu dunk contest afterwards. One hundred percent. That that was what, what, well. So we, we did used to do that in front of the kids all the time. Is that mm-hmm. there was an outdoor rim. Or we would lower, we could lower one of them, I think, and we'd lower it to like low enough for like all the counselors could dunk, and we would get the kids, you know, we'd get the kids involved. That was, that was fun. That was like what you do when you're a camp counselor. All right, I'll I'll tell you, when I was, this was like middle school, maybe even my freshman year, but middle school, I had a buddy of mine lived, close friend of mine still today, lived right down the street, okay? So I had the hoop, he had the swimming pool. Okay. 
when we need when it's time to go swimming do whatever we're doing we're going down to his house right. we're coming to play basketball coming to mine and our house was kind of perfectly set up to where it was a big driveway so we had plenty of space to right, do what we need to operate to do. and we had <laughs> yeah yeah the hoop that you go up and down or whatever actually yeah. you use the uh broom. The crank oh, oh yeah no the, no no yeah, yeah, mine okay. was using the broom and it was like a 40 percent chance that it was going to slip yeah. and the whole thing <laughs> the whole was going to come was down right tonzo, right um but we would freaking play from like we play at night. It's yeah. like seven PM to ten PM in the middle of the summer. Right. You don't have anything to do. You'd play all night. You who? And I've told these I've told them before. My pops they used to have used to have a liquor store. That was the that was the convenience store. They used to have liquor store. I'd call my dad, he'd work would end at ten, he'd close up the liquor store. And by the time he closed it up, like Dad, uh, we're gonna need some Snickers, some Doritos. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need a full snack. We need Twix uh, coming <laughs> home. It just, just break everything. He's like, "What the hell is my son doing?" Yeah, like, no, I, I mean, know, listen, I was not trying to imply that my put the hoop value all day. My value to any high school team I played on was not necessarily major <laughs> athletics. It was talking trash. I was big on. You know what I was big on? I was yeah. big at cussing at the other team's coach. This has been an era when you could sort of really, get away really? with Oh, I had a pro- I had a really foul mouth. This is what I did. I mean, can you imagine seeing your boy like me no, in high school I across can't the, at the, all. the Oh, yeah, it would have been an issue. You know what I'm saying? I was not a coach. nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Like and you know, I once told a coach that his wife's shampoo smelled good. I almost got thrown out of the game for that. You know, I, yeah. This is what I brought to the table was just being, you know, kind of kind of okay, reckless. Okay, so was that? I mean, I could play, but you know. But no, no, no. But tell this me, this is what I did because I was not a talk trash guy. Yes, at all. Okay. Um, I actually kind of found it entertaining when somebody would talk trash. Right. Like, this is interesting. This is new. Right. Yeah. I mean, it had you had but to do you something. Would, but that that was part of your strategy, and you'd go after the the head coach every once in a while. If you needed a real moment, <laughs> you go after the you go after the coach. That's the move. Because what's he gonna do? Cuss at a kid? You know what I'm saying? Like, or you know, like that was the move. And typically, uh, they were guys that you knew. Yeah. And if they're you know, so it was like, all right, I've seen this guy enough. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that was good for you. Bring early, that back. Or original loudmouth, man. That's what we used to Walk do. Walk by like, offices, random places, and just start rubbing <laughs> your mouth. Drop bombs on people, yeah. It's kind of what they pay me for here. Turns out! so. Yeah, all right, so um, three games for the Lakers they got coming up. Yeah. I think we could all agree that you can have some optimism towards the Lakers right now, and it's not crazy. Where I think in the first 50-plus games, I could have optimism off of one game and all of a sudden, you're kind of saying to yourself, like, come on, Al, what are you doing? Pump the brakes. This team is telling you who they are. Yeah. But I think these last couple of games, it's fair to have a little optimism because it's new, it's different, and there's new players and on this team. Let me let me add this as well. Okay. And this is something that I talk about with some frequency because I believe in it. Roster changes are one thing to improve on the surface. It is also possible for your team to simply get better as you play by on-court improvement through playing the game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. like which the Lakers don't have that which, as a, which as hasn't a, happened because of conti- for continuity reasons. Yeah. And so the gel happened almost immediately. I still think there needs to be an improvement on what they are doing skill-wise and I mm-hmm. think that opponents like the Warriors, opponents like the Mavericks, opponents that you can't just look at and say, "Oh, all right, we can get by mm. with, you know, maybe an off game from an AD or a LeBron only playing 20 odd minutes." They need to do the things that make them good. Like, it has to actually happen. You can't just rely on the fact that, oh, we made some changes, but we're going to continue to do the same thing. they gotta, they got to push some buttons. But, but, Yates, what you just said right there, that's kind of what made these last two games so unique, where Bron didn't lead the Lakers in scoring. AD didn't lead the Lakers in scoring. They, they didn't impact the game. They still got the win. You're right about, hey, you're going to reach a point where – this thing's going to have to click. It's going to have to gel. Maybe it takes 10 games. Maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe it starts on Sunday against the Dallas Mavericks, right. and you're like, wow, this there, there really is something here. But that that's the, that's the only difference for me is just that I'm seeing something different because six new players are on the team. I'm seeing <laughs> yeah. that Russell Westbrook is no longer with the Los Angeles Lakers. He's actually going to play tonight for the Clippers against the Sacramento Kings. I think that's the part for me that it's, okay, I don't know where this is going, but I know the start of it. It's like the start of a movie. Okay. Right? It, uh, it, yeah. It, the, the cocaine has just dropped out of the plane. Yes. The bear is yet to get that's to the actually blow. actually literally yeah. the first scene of the movie. <laughs> 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 the, the cocaine came coming out of the plane. I'm glad it happened early. That's funny. Yeah. You know, you so so the analogy here is that the Lakers now need to tear into the cocaine shipment. 
and maul everybody in the Western Conference. That's I don't, that's I don't know if it's exactly hashtag that. analysis. Yeah, I don't no. know if it's exactly that, but I, I I had a lot of Laker fans last night, post game show stuff like that, yep. saying there was like two different camps. I was gonna say, what was the vibe in, in Laker you, talk? Yeah, it was there was two different camps. One camp was wow, they look really good. The other camp was they haven't played anybody and they've gone up against teams that didn't have their stars. Both camps are right. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't really argue These are not that. mutually exclusive. Yeah, I, I think that whoever has that argument that they looked great, you're not wrong. And whoever's saying, guys, they had two home games without Zion, without Steph, without Wiggins, you're also right. But where I will just kind of hesitate for a quick second, if you told me right now, all right, this is what the Lakers did in these last two games, um, how sustainable do you think this is? What I would tell you is, can I see the next week of games? Yeah, you need. There's a. There's can a I see definite Dallas? Minimum. Can I see yeah. at Dallas with Luca, with Kyrie, with some of these role players? Can I see at Memphis, who's the number two team in the Western Conference? Now, Memphis is more important to me. This is different because I mean, the last time Memphis came here, they showed up and punched the Lakers in the mouth. Like, and it was kind of evident that the Grizzlies had no real concern or respect for the Lakers as opponents. Not to, Apparently they don't have respect I, for the entire Western well, that, Conference. That, but. I was going to say, I mean, like, that's part of it, but, like, this group yeah. against the Grizzlies, it's a new test. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not the same guys, and you got to, you know, sorry, you got to go through that team to get anywhere in this league right now. That would be Memphis. And so uh, I'm, I'm very curious as to see how they react to that, particularly on the road in what you called, a, you know, a hostile environment. Because of the fact that the Lakers are there. Should be interesting. The Grizz are incredible to watch, by the way. They do not mess around. Based on how you were describing how you used to play in high school, you would be a really good member of the Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the Grizzlies. The The Grizzlies are my kind of basketball team. Can I tell you something that's kind of funny? Absolutely correct. That's not even close to false. Fact. Not cap. The league hates. Not not hates. I don't know how to describe it. But the, the Memphis Grizzlies are definitely one of those squads that a lot of a lot of people don't like. A lot of fan bases don't like. They run their mouth. They're young. They're cocky. They're this. They're that. Look, I'm not telling you. I don't want to see any cheap shots. If you take a cheap shot, if you're Dylan Brooks. Okay, that can't happen. <laughs> but I like their swag. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I got no problem with it. And, and I, and I Yates think, was the Pat Bev of DC high school hoops. That's pretty close to true. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty close to true. I, I'm I'm a fan of that style in the sense that if you can back it up. Yeah, I was and 17, 18 years old, man. It's a bunch of kids running around in gyms in Northwest DC. You think I care about what some guy thinks about me like that dude you know whatever no but it, it seemed out of character what that it just didn't seem like you that you would say you were running your mouth to the opposing <laughs> coach yeah, very very out of character sure. that one didn't seem that, uh that, 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 that you couldn't pull that out of anywhere no it's, that, 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 was, that didn't seem like that was gonna be the that case was, that was the most fun uh what do they do if they go um if they go two and one on this road trip i gotta see the basketball sleep yeah the numbers yeah. matter. Again, I said this before in the show. They're desperate for wins, so it's almost kind of like if you got two wins. I'm just... very intrigued to see how seriously other teams take the Lakers. I really am. Because think about it. If you're in that group of teams that's already pretty good, mm-hmm. there's only one team that's really still going for it that you probably might think you could take a night off for. It. That's Lakers. They're in 13th. You know what I'm saying? Like As you said, they lose creatively all the time. Yeah. I'm very interested to see if other teams start, frankly, taking them a little bit more seriously as an opponent on court, not just in terms of who they are as a franchise. Dallas, very, very winnable game. The okay. Mavs, very, very winnable game. Okay. I, I believe that it's a very winnable game. Okay. Memphis is going to be very, very That's tough. a dogfight. Yeah. It's going to be very tough. They had a game last night against, what was it, Philly? Lost that was a good at game. The end. Uh, it was right, actually right before the Laker game. And they it got game and they, a little dust up right before it ended, yep. too, as Grizzly style. Um, Taylor, give us your game plan tonight. I mean, that's kind of exciting, bro. You're going to a Clippers-Kings game, Russ's first game with the, with the, uh, with the Clips. So um, I'm not – I don't know who I'm going with yet. Okay. Oh, I've you have s- an extra and do not have – I got an extra. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been sending out some uh, invites, but yeah. the weather is kind of, you know – Mega dagger. Deterring. You think that would take away from from somebody coming? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) You think? In Los Angeles? If you're not already located within a five-block radius, you're probably... If it's a a good game and it's indoor, does it really matter that it's raining outside? Yeah, you got to get here, bro. That's the thing. That's the issue. Yeah, some of my friends will find out, oh, it's not a Lakers ticket. Oh, never mind. (laughs) That's how it goes usually. But um, I'm just... I'm going to show up. I'll go by myself if I have to. Yeah. you know, I'll Look, just I like you should that. get a shirt that says "cold as ice." 
I'm not rocking any Kings gear tonight. I don't know why. why. I, I didn't bring it with. I don't know. Oh. I'm just gonna probably stick around here. Oh, I thought we was. I thought show. you were going full purple, light the no, beam I'm not, highlighter. Not really a costume. Jersey guy. I'm not a Jersey guy. I know. I just kind of like to go. Not a Jersey guy, but he had multiple jerseys for me every time the Kings beat. <laughs> and the I was Lakers. a younger He's man. Like, hey, no longer a Jersey guy. Yeah. Selection. A younger Taylor. Yeah, would wear those. You but, a Jersey guy? No, not anymore. Yeah. I don't like to. Wear, I mean, it depends. Uh, well, that's actually not true. The only jerseys I really wear with any frequency anymore are soccer jerseys because they're like regular shirts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like I don't know. There's something about I wear. I wear. I wear a base basketball jersey every once in a while. Like if it's hot outside and I'm gonna be like at a cookout. You yep. know, I got my my AI Hoyas. I got a couple. You know what I mean? But I don't do a lot of jerseys. Like as you, a regular piece rock, of gear. Like I, I'll use, let me use the Lakers as an example. I don't really rock Laker gear. Like no. I, I, I don't Mace really, does a lot of that. Really Mace, wear, Mace wears Mace a lot of gear. Mace definitely does. Mace he wears will a lot rotate SE, Rams, Yeah, he wears Lakers. a lot of gear. Uh, but typically, even for teams, even when I was in the business of rooting for teams like in D.C., I didn't wear jerseys and stuff like that. Yeah. I, have, I had a bunch of Caps jerseys, mm-hmm. but typically I'm a team colors, team gear that is not the actual jersey. Like if I'm not playing in a game, I feel weird wearing a jersey. That's pretty much how that goes. Yeah, I don't wear I don't wear too much gear. When I went to the Padres Dodger game at Dodger Stadium, they weren't very happy with me. You but decked I did, out that time. Yeah. Wear my Padres gear. Yeah, I love right. that. Fair enough. Kind of had to do it. Um, Great color scheme, I hear. They don't make the playoffs very often. Do you hate the color scheme? No, I, I don't hate it. It's, it's just not fun. too bad. It's 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 <laughs> it's a tough workaround. You know what I'm saying? It is. That's one of those where if sandy. you're wearing the baseball uniform on the field, but it looks fine. Here's That's tough problem. to accessorize when here, you're just here dealing with it in the problem. wild. The Padres problem for a while. They changed their colors, and it was like basically Dodgers 2.0. Like, what are you guys doing? No, you talking about the old, like with the with not the old the brown they, and the, I mean the the blue and orange with the it, pinstripes. That was the best look the Padres that ever was had. The 90s. That was, that was the was the best Teaguin, look they Caminiti, ever all that had. Stuff. I don't disagree. God, I that, that was a great look. They looked like Cal State Fullerton. Then. But yeah. after that, they went like Phil Nevin, Ryan Klesko, and I'm oh, like, these are Dodgers. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think these are Dodgers. I forgot about that phase. Where they had that dark blue and it looked just doing. like yeah that was terrible doing. right um, okay we have some uh, breaking baseball news oh. which by the way I don't even know what it is but we do have some breaking baseball news and should fans be prevented from going to stadiums you and I had this conversation it came up a couple different times I'll do that uh, as well coming up next stay right here Travis and Sleeve show Clint Yates in the house seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, T-Raj back in on uh, Monday. Did we get any update on him and his golfing excursion? I just The weather's still awful, right? I All I, all I saw since the last time we texted was... The video he took on his uh, social media of yep. like the view that he had, which is like right by the ocean, but it just looks like it's Antarctica. Like it's it's all covered <laughs> just looks in miserable. Right. It's too bad. Poor guy. It's too bad. Guy takes the uh, days off to got try to go get some good golf, but it is kind of funny for as good as golf that we have here. He right? went somewhere just else in Southern California, but I'm sure he's. I mean, it's not like you could golf today anyway here. No. Not even close. Um, all right, T-Raj will be back in on uh, Monday. Clinton Yates, uh, appreciate it. Three, three solid days you and I. Thank you, brother. You know what together. I'm saying? Here for it. Okay, so the breaking news that's not really breaking news, but it's kind that of That was a bit tongue-in-cheek, okay. guys. I, I was trying to be funny because this is I like is that the Taylor went with the, yeah. immediately <laughs> the, went with the same sounder right. as Russ getting <laughs> traded. <laughs> Old MLB heads will be quaking in their boots because change is coming to baseball. Yep. So uh, this is from Bob Nightingale. Manny Machado gets the first rules violation by not getting into the box in time and gets an automatic strike. So changes are coming, guys. <laughs> and of course it was Manny. I mean, like there's an element of that which, and listen, I'm not, I'm not 
I'm not one of these people that has a problem with Manny Machado. Okay. I just I just don't. Yeah, uh, and, there's, and, and you're right, because in L.A., Dodger fans, they feel a certain way I mean, he him. gets booed when he's here, Yeah. period. So I, I don't feel that way about him. I think he's actually kind of great for the game, and I actually think he did a really good job as far as the Padres are concerned from a leadership he's, he's standpoint. He's been a good leader for the Taking Padres. a step back when the Tatis situation was going on and still being the stalwart. But it's hilarious that he was the first one to get this. I mean, come on. Get so, in the box. So this was, I think you said, right, he has 20 seconds? 20 seconds. If, once the pitcher gets the ball back. Yep. Okay, so... This is kind of funny, too. Nightingale put up this photo, the pitch clock. Yeah. I mean, that's a real clock. That's, it's a big clock. It's a huge They're not that big clock. at every park. I imagine that they are bigger at the spring training facilities for the purposes of training and instruction than they are going to be at the actual ballparks. That's just my – because like I've seen ballparks where they have the pitch clocks. They're yeah. not that big. Also, yeah. they're bigger in different locations in the park than others. The one behind the plate, the one that you can see from the pitcher's mound, is typically a bigger clock than the one that's on the wall. Yeah, this one kind of seems like a distraction yes. for every pitcher. It's just sitting there, 11, It's 10, like a gag thing. Nine. It's like a big – you know. It's it's a little wild. I'll tell you what I'm doing. If I'm at um if I'm at a uh, a baseball game and it's an eight one game in the eighth inning and there's yeah. nothing left to do, I'm just counting just down the clock, the clock out it's loud. Like, Five, it's like when you go to four college basketball yeah, games yeah, and the, the student section yelling the shot clock. Yeah. No, uh, it's 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 gonna be an interesting rule change. And listen, we discussed this a little bit earlier in the program. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm kind of excited in a weird way about these changes. The clock thing is one part that I do understand why purists feel it's infringing a little bit too much on what the game is. I don't agree, but well, the whole what do they say? What's point their of baseball is that nothing is timed. You see what I'm saying? Everything happens at the rate of your ability to do it, not the okay. rate of your ability to beat a clock. So it will be a little jarring for people to see a, count, a shot clock, basically, in a ballpark. I get that. However... You stop noticing it pretty quickly. I was just going to And say that. when the pace of play improves, hello, you're watching the baseball on the field. You're not worried about the clock. It improves it improves quality of play as well as pace of play. I went to a game in Nashville once. Sat down. I didn't have anything going on, so I said, "All right, let me go to this Nashville Sounds game." You know, I get my scorebook. I mean, I get my scorecard. I'm just, you know, kicking it. That thing ended in 2:15, 9 mm. innings. I was like, "Whoa." And I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, "Oh, it was the only thing I planned on doing for the night. Pace yeah, the it was the only thing I planned yeah. on doing for the night. I had to <laughs> figure something else out to do because it was only two fifteen, and I was just like, "Wow, okay, so, so, noticeable." Let, let me hit on what you said first about people are going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, this is a good example. The last season they started enforcing the sticky stuff, right? The umpires have come at the end of an inning or when that pitcher is done when he's coming off the mound, hey, check this, check that. Yeah, I don't love that. But do you remember in the beginning when that started? Guys were taping their pants off and all that And pitchers were overreacting, this and that. I'm like, guys, just freaking relax. In a week, you're going to forget about it. In a week, everyone kind of forgot about it. It wasn't much of a conversation. That's a little different, though. That's a little different because it it involved the umpires in the sense of they had to check a physical person. The clock... If if you can't take your eye off the clock at a baseball game, sorry, you know what I mean. Like that's 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 going to be tough. I understand. It's a, it's a heavier lift than something that happens in the course of gameplay to introduce a new screen or whatever to the game. Like it's it's noticeable until it's not. Is what I'm saying. In and once month, the baseball improves, nobody will care. In a month, if you're a pitcher out there that now has some time to get used to this, you're going to go through spring training anyways, and then the regular season can start. By the time we get to May and June. I don't think they're going to be much of a conversation. I don't I think, think so it'll either. It's kind of become the flow of the game. And what I've heard from guys is that, and I, like I said, this is something that is f- sort of nitpicky and inside, but like you talk to guys that play, they're yep. like, oh, yeah, let's get this clock, get these guys moving. Mm-hmm. If a player is on the field, baseball games are long, a lot happens in a baseball game. Trust me, the speed with which the pitcher works affects your ability to concentrate in a positive way because you're in the game. This is a real actual part of baseball. And so for me, that automatically improves the quality of play just because everybody's going to be more into it and that thus makes for a better product. Can I tell you the most frustrating thing, and John can tell you this, John and Michael when they're doing the games, I think right now the most frustrating thing in the NBA is when the game is stopped. That flow is stopped. There's a lot of times there's a great flow to the game, and then there's two referees that decide, let's go over and look in the monitor. Uh, and it's not like these other sports. You're a tennis fan, right? Yeah. So tennis, when they do a review, boom, uh, that Hawkeye thing is done. Or whatever it's called, yeah. That thing is done, in, and everybody starts, 
Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started on robot So it's like so it, it it kind of almost even adds an element where the crowd doesn't mind it. In the NBA, it just stops any flow that's going on. Yeah. And I'm I'm just bring that up in baseball. If this can help the flow of a game. How's that a bad thing? The flow makes for better baseball. You're yeah. exactly right. Now, don't get me started on Robot Umps. As I just said, that's a whole other matter. The K-Zone being on the screen is the worst thing that ever happened to televised baseball. That's a personal opinion. Mm. But I do think that these other changes are going to move the game along in ways that a casual baseball fan might not even particularly notice mm-hmm. necessarily. But the game should speed up. That's actually the first, one of the first times I've heard that. I don't really disagree with you that having I don't need the robot K-Zone. Ups. No, no. no it's for, it's all the same that. discussion. But, but the K-Zone, and now all of a sudden it loses. Part of what an umpire's job was is, hey, this is how I'm calling the game for this game, right? So yes. if, if my strike zone is a little bit lower than usual, I just want you to know it's going to be a little bit lower. Deal than every, with it. But, yes. but every player will say, as long as you're just calling it consistently, I'm good. Don't be all over the place. So I don't know what a ball and a strike is. This thing tells you, no, this is the exact measurement of whether it's a strike or it's a ball. This is created. I went on a long rant about this last summer. Mm-hmm. This created a certain subset of baseball fan that is hyper obsessed with a very specific part of accuracy in the game that I did not know. These people... And it's unrealistic. Uh, these people who were like, oh, you know, they're, they're throwing out umpires. Like, I get it. You want better umpires? Get better umpires. You don't need to replace the entire thing with computers and robots. That doesn't make sense to me at all. But these people who were like, oh, that guy missed three exact balls. Now, listen. Bad calls affect games. There have been bad calls in playoff games and World Series games that have turned the course, potentially, of the series. But I don't need... Every single thing. Oh, this guy's way outside. This, that, and the third. It's like just watch okay, but, the but, baseball. But wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that robot just take all that away? Not necessarily. And more importantly, what you lose from removing umpires and decisions from umpires is not worth what you gain in this concept of accuracy. That yeah. I think a much smaller. Can, can, you, can you tell me what you lose? Like, so here's what the because no, if, tomorrow, if tomorrow they said, "Hey, we're going to bring in robot umps." I'd be okay to watch it and see how it plays out. I don't think I'd lose sleep over The it. number one thing that you talked about, the ability to call balls and strikes, this is deep chalk talk, but there's, okay. an ag- there's an agency element to that. Like, if you take away the ability of an umpire to call balls and strikes, well, then what are you, like, when they're making other calls, it's not, it, it's just not the same power dynamic. And in general, umpires do keep the game in control. Umpires know about baseball. They're not just randos yeah. off the street. Yeah. It's hard to be an M- MLB umpire. They control the game for a reason. But, so, But conceptually... Conceptually, if you have a strike zone, that's the idea and the concept of an umpire to work within this, in this, uh, in this strike zone that they have. Well, if that zone is there, and now all of a sudden you just don't need an umpire to call it for you because it's a computer that's saying or a robot that's saying, yeah, it's a ball, that's a strike. It, is that an element that's bad to take away from I, the no, game? I, well, I don't know. I just don't. I don't like it. I don't need that. That's that's. Do you think it, most people feel that way, or do you think I they're think, most? On I think the, most people casually care about robot umps because they like the general idea that the most accurate is the best. But if you took away the K zone off the screen, people wouldn't think about it at all. Less, that's that's uh, what there'd I think. be a lot less conversation in that. Yes, I agree. All right, we got the uh, dump coming up next. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeve with Seven Ten ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're very passionate about the... Strike zone, the K's, and the robots. Well, I mean, the reason I'm so upset because when, when we turned the mics off, you oh, kept, I kept going. going. Like these guys who were like, oh, I need, don't we want the most precision? No, bro. Like baseball is not about whether or not the sh- ball strike zone is the most important thing on the field at all times. There's so much more that happens in a game that I don't need to take case, people's they, jobs you, away. You're right about the strike zone, about you take that off the TV and people are going to care about it less. Right. Uh, National Tortilla Day. Is that right? If I come to Clinton Yates and I say corn or flour, what do you get? Probably flour, unless okay. it's made by a person who I know and can see, then I'll go corn. I'm not trusting restaurant corn. So when I was in uh, Mexico, did a few of those uh, food oh, trucks. Oh, you're, you're an expert now, right? Not an expert by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Um, man, something about corn tortillas. 
Something about just got just I, I love the size of them as well. They double layer them, which I don't I don't need to have both, but even if I'm using one, it's gonna fall. You know where it's gonna fall? It's gonna fall on that second tortilla that's waiting there. I like a good corn tortilla. Good I just tortilla. am not I don't have enough life experience to say I've had a bunch of great ones. I'm sure you know what I mean? Like I'd like I, please can't go wrong. Offer up your corn nah, tortillas. You can't to me. go wrong. <laughs> All right, Russell Wilson uh has pushed back um to have Seahawks, this was a report that was out there, uh, to have Seahawks coach Pete Carroll fired before his departure from Seattle, according to a report Friday from The Athletic. Um, he has denied it, denied it on social media. I'm going to ask you this question because I, I think something just, just – this is not uncommon in sports, all right? If you're a big enough player and you don't like your head coach, there's a good chance the head coach is going to lose. Right. Okay, so for example, we just had one uh, – what was it? Within the last week or so – Nate McMillan of the Atlanta Hawks, gone. Trey Young is now, this is going to be his third coach under uh, Trey Young. I almost call it under Trey Young as if, <laughs> as he's, if the, he's the leader. He's the head of the yeah. snake and it goes down <laughs> from there. I, I find that one, listen, I understand if it's LeBron James. Sure. I understand. There's certain names that are, Russell Wilson at a time was a very big name, but here's the only here's the other difference. Pete Carroll is also a very, very Arguably big name. a bigger name. Okay. So with that being said, what what caliber player That's, do this you is, have to be this in is order just, to say, hey, you got to yeah. go? Are you, are you going to say, are you saying the Trey Young is it like Trey, at that Trey exact? Young, Trey Young, I kind of understand. I also think that Nate McMillan kind of got bullied out of town by Hawks fans as well, and Trey said something about that. Russell Wilson trying to get Pete Carroll out of town is mind-boggling to me. Like, I don't, I mean, maybe maybe I'm missing something, but like, that happens in the NBA all the time. It doesn't happen in the NFL. It is very rare that like a quarterback says, get this guy out of town, and it works. And also, it's very rare that you even have the opportunity for that to work. We've had a very specific circumstance in the last if 10 years. If there's one position in the NFL. It's going to be quarterback, be quarterback. But we've had a bunch of guys in the last 10 years, franchise guys, who you could consider this a possibility for. But, like, sure, Tom Brady may or may not have gotten Arians thrown out of town, or sure. at least up to the front office. You know, yep. there's there's examples of this that are in question. But man, Russell, this is this seemed like a uh, a reach, a reach at best. Yeah, I, I I always get intrigued of what's the what's the caliber player you have to be, and then who's the coach that you're taking out. If it's a first year head coach and the guy is just trying, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. Steve Nash, right? Steve Nash was not going to be. Daniel Hackett. I thought you were going to say Steve Mason. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Steve Nash was not. He was not um, established enough to where anyone was going to sit back. As Kevin Durant wants you to go yeah. as a coach, right? And they were K- back. KD so. wants you to go, then you're right. going to go. Right, right, right. Um, but that that I always find fascinating. Bobby Wagner and the Rams part ways. This happened, I think, yesterday. Yeah, with, 2 p.m. Uh, yesterday. With John and uh, and with AK. Um, he said he wants to play and he wants to win on the Rams side. They need to clear up some cap space. I don't know if this is the first kind of domino, right, that the Rams in this offseason, what's going to happen? Are they going to go out? Is Jalen Ramsey going to stay on the team? Will they make some trades? What are they going to do? But Bobby Wagner was... One of the bright spots for the Rams last year. I thought so too. Probably one yeah. of the only bright. I was going to say, let's let's go to our Rams consultant here. Our Rams insider. M- yeah, M. What's what are your thoughts? He was uh, a leader in that uh, locker room this season when there was probably a lot of times where there wasn't one because you know people were injured, probably weren't as active in the Rams house as much as they would have been. So he was a leader on the field. He had the green dot. On defense, so he was helping to call plays, or he was listening to plays from um, yeah uh, the defensive coordinator, and so it's he was a huge impact on the season. But when I, my first like instinct after hearing this is like I, my heart was like into it that it was a bummer, but it didn't really change what the Rams are going to look like next year because hmm. it it really matters about Stafford's health, his connection with All Cooper the other Cup, pieces. if McVeigh. And his head is in it. I think that they can make up for this loss of Bobby Wagner, even though Bobby Wagner was uh, the top-rated linebacker, linebacker in, this, in the year uh, in the season last year from Pro Football Focus, and he had his own career high in sacks. So I think mm. it's honestly just really boosted his um, place in the league, and I hope he gets paid major bucks because he deserves it. And I think that's kind of how the Rams feel about it. It's like, all right, 
if you, you want to leave, for us, we'll let you, you go. go. Yeah. That, first of all, strong breakdown it's, from it's M. Insider. I mean, did you? You didn't. You didn't know he had the green dot. You didn't it's know. Insider, you bro. didn't know that. You didn't know that. <laughs> it's an insider. I didn't know that. You did the right thing. Yes. saying, Why do you want it? My opinion. Go to. You know what I'm saying? M Bounce here. pass to the wing. But She's gonna nail really, it from the corner. <laughs> the 2023 Rams are still a story yet to be written. I was I gonna disagree. say though, but to I, be fair, I disagree on the. Dish it to the corner. She's gonna hit the three. It was more like give her the ball, top of the key. Oh, and ISO. let her go ISO. ISO, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounded like after all that a reasonably big loss. Like I, team leader, personal so, high in sacks. Well, how about him? What, was so was that the, his quote? M that the he wants to win. Um, I that's not that's not his quote. I think that's what people um have the reporters have been saying about. It. I, I think Jordan might, might have said it. And the, too. Only, the only reason I set that up. How about the message <laughs> right. to the Rams? This is what no, we're yeah. trying to go somewhere That's else. That's what I'm win. saying. This is what we were talking about yesterday. And right. I was like, look, the Rams are in an interesting position because if your head coach is having, I don't want to be crass about this, but having emotional meltdowns every other week, guys don't want to play there. Expectations have changed on what you're actually able to achieve. That's why we better hope that Stafford is really as full go as you believe he's going to be. At. I also think that it's putting faith in Ernest Jones, okay. who is linebacker uh, alongside Bobby Wagner, they, they think that he can step up. They can fill the space that Bobby Wagner maybe goes. Also, who knows what what's out there in the market? Obviously, yeah. Wags probably was the best linebacker. Or will be the best linebacker in the market, but who knows? What the when is your I mean, locked getting, on getting, Rams? Getting, I was going to say she's out. getting to the three deep. We're now looking at the big board free agent charts. That was tremendous. Okay, let, let's go because I know you're a big fan of it. Succession will be ending after season four. Okay, so it was announced. Will you a succession? In, Never seen it. Yeah, so once I, again, are there any black people on that show? Uh, I don't think so. maybe. Uh, <laughs> you know the reason. No, no one that You know the litmus test. You know. So with succession, though, uh, it does uh, premiere the penult- The final season is uh, March twenty fourth. Is that right, Andy? I think so. Okay, I think it's March twenty fourth. But um, I think I'm much more of a fan of end early than late. And it's yeah. even earlier oh, than yeah. a season late. Mm. And, oh, yeah. But the thing, it's kind of Which interesting. Which is so tough to do. It's They're not easy to so gauge much. that. It's not yep. easy to gauge that. Mm-hmm. The whole storyline of this show was it was supposed to go five seasons. That They ha- kind of had gotcha. a five-season arc. And so this is a huge surprise to be like, season four's last oh. season. The creator of the show was in The New Yorker saying, I'd rather the people know now, knowing that oh. this is the last oh. season, mm. than, hey, Okay. Just cancel or say this is the last season after the season's over. So now we're going into the season knowing that uh, everything's going to be, well, who knows if it's going to be wrapped up, but knowing that this is the final season, you can ha- kind of mourn these characters some hype. or yeah. whatever yeah. you want, even though we uh, hate these characters because they're bad people. Uh, and so uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a great season, and uh, succession never fails. Okay, shout nice. out a couple birthdays today. Floyd Mayweather, 46 years old. O'Shea Jackson Jr., what up? Uh, 32 years old. Steve Jobs' birthday as well. Um, I, I think this is kind of interesting. Tomo- tomorrow, February 25th, 1964, Cassius Clay becomes the new heavyweight champion after beating Sonny Liston. Mm. Shortly after the fight, he changed his name from or to Cassius X, then to Muhammad Ali. You know, it's funny. Boxing is the one. Every time we talk about like iconic sporting events, and Trav, back in his day, had opportunities to go to a lot of these big Vegas fights. So whether it was De La Hoya, whether it was uh, he went to Tyson Holyfield. I would say boxing's heyday. Boxing's heyday, but but even for even for me, I, I will say as much as I love sports, and I'm not a huge boxing fan by any stretch of the imagination. That's the one sporting event that you said, "Hey, if you can go to this, that, whatever the case is, I want that under my belt. I think I'm that gonna, would be awesome to uh, to go to." I'm gonna read a text message. Okay. You want to go see Davis versus Garcia in Vegas? If it actually happens, I can stack some tickets. Should I do that? I don't when know anything about is boxing. It tomorrow. It's the 15th of April. Yeah, you should go. Do it. 100% you should go. Have who are ever, those have, people? Uh, I wouldn't. I'm not the guy to, to ask. Does anybody do in this room know who these research. people are? Uh, AK nope. spars <laughs> against them, if oh. I'm correct, right? <laughs> you no, know, he did in high school. That's what they did. You know, that, that was back in the day. Okay, well, I'll give it a rip. Let me, uh, let me reply okay, there, to this there was There was a time where we had Dana White on, and it was promoting a UFC fight. Mm-hmm. And both Travis had, and I had not gone to a UFC fight. And we just kind of threw it out joking around. We're like, well, Dana, thanks for the invite. And he goes, call my people. We'll get you a flight and a hotel. And the fight was going to be tomorrow. And I I was going to a wedding. He couldn't go as well. 
Um, but he was throwing it out there like, if wow. you're going to come, then come. This, I think we missed Dan, our opportunity. Dan is not the person who texted me. This is my buddy Joe. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> this is not some big shot. All right, Super Cross Stock starts right now. All right, Mace out, AK in, John Ireland as well. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good. It's wet, wet, wet out there. We all probably should have done these shows from home. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good idea to be on the road today unless you absolutely have to. And then I walked back, you know, back into like the annals of 710. Okay. Not a soul. Not one oh, person. Yeah, no. Is that you? You were once upon a time in sales. Is Friday kind of uh, attendance optional? So I Work think, from home day? I think the way they're doing it, good karma. Friday is everything from home. Okay. And but it back in the day, and the four of us were just dumb and didn't get the memo. I know. Yes. I like sleep. I've been here all week. Ba- back yeah. in the day, I was. I thought people. John, I thought about days. it. I strongly considered. Clint, here's, not how, here's how bad yeah. I am. I thought about it when I hydroplaned for the third time oh, on the one. Well, that's what I'm saying. What I actually yeah. did do was I took, I, went, I took the train. I didn't want to be in a car. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, you figured it out. Yeah, I was like, I don't. I took I took the bus to a train. I was like, I don't want to be out here okay. in this weather. That's what I did. All right, so let me let me start with this. Yeah, Clinton, you know I love you, man. I think you're, you're What's great. What's up? I got to see video. What? I dunked a basketball one time? I mean, I you want to see me jump up? What do you want me to do? I, are you with too. me? Well, I, I, I are we really him. doing this? I told him. I said, I need to see a video. I, I said, a tennis ball, I how, see are it. Are we really doing this? How tall, I was in high school. How tall are you? Like, you... You guys couldn't get close to dunking a basketball in high school? No. How tall are you? Oh, okay. Well, that would make sense. If you don't have any idea. You're in a room with three white guys. You know (laughs) that. Fair enough. Well, in my case, a short white guy. In my case, case, Middle Eastern. (laughs) I'm not exactly known for that. No, I don't, Clinton. uh, By no no means do I think it's impossible. Matter of fact, there was a game we played. It happened once. (laughs) There was a game we played this year in Boston. I don't know if you guys watched it. And near the end of the game, like a minute to go, Patrick Beverly flies in. And does oh, yeah, a follow yeah. dunk. Yeah. And LeBron went into actual shock. Well, but Pat, I mean, fun fact about Pat Beverly, he won a dunk contest in the Ukraine. That's actually true. Yes. With, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think, I didn't know that, and I don't think LeBron knew that. And he just, you know, it was, so I definitely think I, you I was you better at have. jumping on a baseball field to catch things. Like, the ball was the, was the issue. The jump was not really the issue. Yeah, so, yeah. but you couldn't do it now. Not even close. Are you kidding me? The uh, I, mean, problem, I, could, I was telling him the big problem. I wonder if I could grab the rim the now. Ba- still, it's I don't know. The back. Yeah, that was the issue. How tall are you? I don't know. Stand up. <laughs> no, well, you look like this I would say you're like five eleven. Yeah, maybe five eleven. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, you're taller than me. You're reasonably tall. If you're shorter than I am, you're probably short. That's yeah. The much average size male in America is five ten. You refuse 5'10". to get measured at the doctor. Like, <laughs> I don't know that I think about it that way. Like, but you seem very willfully unaware of your height. I mean, it says. Five, let's see what it says on my list. Yeah, but I mean, I've never <laughs> asked that question before. Thought about somebody it. Yeah. say, it's "I don't been, know." It's been a long time since I thought about it. <laughs> I go it six says, four all the time. Oh, it's yeah. not on here. It's no, wow, that's weird. Wait, it has um, to be on your license. It's not my license. Though. Oh. It's, a, it's a passport card. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, well, whatever. I don't, I don't walk around thinking about are this you, kind you, of stuff. Are, are you, no, have you like, ever, Andy? Have you ever been around somebody when you ask them how tall are you? They say, "I don't know." That's this is a first. <laughs> I, I Honestly, think it is. do you guys think about this on a regular basis? Well, I know I tall I, just, I am. I just know, you know, just know. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, whatever. Six two. I, 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 I know I, how tall <laughs> I am compared to other people. That's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah, like I, I know how tall I am. I don't have a rough estimate about. To tall be I fair, am. this is an actual thing that I use actually sometimes in like reporting in general. You see a guy, I'm like, if that guy's shorter than I am, I will be well, more wow. To your, what to you your point, Kyler Murray, for example, shorter than I am. The I know most, that because I've stood right in front of him. You know? They're better about it now, but the most. Uh, the biggest lie for years oh. was the height of any NBA player. Sure, right. Michael Thompson is 6'9". Okay. If you look up his height <laughs> anywhere from when he was at Minnesota, from when he was in Portland, from when he was the Lakers, they'd always list him as 7 feet tall. <laughs> He's 6'9". That's unbelievable. By the way, Dwight Howard, 6'8". Yeah. yeah. Really? And you know who's underlisted? Seven feet. Kevin Durant is underlisted. That dude oh, oh, is yeah, really tall. tall. Like, that dude is really tall. I think Same KG, with Jerk. Yeah. KG used to be under... Like, there's certain guys that want to be known as smaller, I think, depending on their game. Yeah. yeah. And some guys who want to be listed as taller. Charles Barkley is 6'4". Yeah. yeah every, anything, oh, my God. He's yeah, I did not know that. And that's, why, six, seven, that's also six, why I think I don't really have that much of a care about these numbers, because knowing that over years, right. you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, all right, well, I know how tall the guy is. I've seen him with my face. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Zion, now, I don't know what they list him as, but there was a time where they were listing him, whatever that weight was. It was, was inaccurate. Way off. Well, now, and then he'd had Mountain Dew commercials. I'm like, this isn't going to happen. How about this? <laughs> LeBron? Is two hundred and seventy pounds, and he's not fat. 
Yeah, well, muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah, so, I mean, know. but 270, that's 270 why LeBron diesel. has played 20 years. Right, He's and this 270 is 270 with no fat. This is also Ireland. Why people When people tell me, oh, LeBron could have never played in the 80s and 90s, I'm like, if LeBron James punched somebody in the face, your career is over. That's that's I, a lot of weight behind it. And, and, and LeBron could have played in any era. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I'm just saying, like, the toughness thing all, is what they always bring up. I'm like, have you Kareem, seen that guy? Yeah. I'm like, have you seen him? Look, if all, he hits you, you're done. You all know? of the all-time <laughs> like, greats. What? All of the all-time greats could have played in any era. That's why they're all-time greats i remember though lebron's first season with the lakers remember he had that groin injury yeah and he was starting to come back from it and i remember i went to a practice and lebron often practices without a shirt and this was his first practice back from what we were told basically doing nothing because he had to get this couldn't do anything yeah because of anything I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is LeBron's version of dad bod. Yeah. Right here. And he shredded. He's ripped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you and I Le- look a little different. Yeah. I'm like, this is LeBron letting himself go. Um, Ireland, what I was going to say about that, though, was because people were like, there's no way that was on a real rim. Yes. That was on one time on a real rim after I'd been working on it all summer for three right. months. This is what happened. Okay. But we did used to do was when the kids were there, like the whole camp. We put that thing down the eight, and all the counselors would have dunk well, contests. One of the funnest that things, was fun. One of yeah. the funnest things we did in college was there was an elementary school around the corner from UCLA, and we would all go play eight foot hoops once right. a week. Yeah, that's and yeah. it was uh, so much fun. Not just the the fact that you could dunk, but the shots were so much easier. It's I, I, I found I, shooting on an eight foot rim actually pretty tough because you, you you get used to it. But the interior game changes I drastically. Finger rolls and <laughs> bank shots. And I need to try know. to find the video, and if I can, I will tweet it out at Cam Brothers. My brother and I were both at a mutual friend's uh, son's birthday party, and it was at a place that had like all these different bouncy houses, and one of them had a basketball rim. Oh, oh. Brian in the bouncy house attempts to got do, excited. He attempts <laughs> he to excited. do a three sixty dunk <laughs> on the bouncy house rim. And he missed the rim. Oh, man. And I've got video it's of it. It's the effort I need to that counts. It. I have to see that. I mean, he is That's like, hilarious. he's at least a foot I to, will, I believe, the right. Oh, of so he just had this. no gauge. You, you tweeted a picture out recently of when you were in high school or college and you had long hair. It was uh, after college. I was yeah. in my mid-20s. Nice. And I saw this. Pull that picture out and show it to Clinton. I See saw I this. I, I saw this picture, Clinton. It's in your wallet. And I <laughs> right. That's how old I it is. was convinced that this was not Andy. Right. And then I showed it to three other people. I showed it to Trudell. I showed it to Michael Thompson. <laughs> you did a blind taste test. I said, "I said you have met this person and know him. Do you know who this is?" And nobody. Could I wouldn't do have it. guessed. I wouldn't yeah. have guessed. It's, and you know what the main thing is? It's not anything other than the beard. Because I didn't know what the bottom half of your face was shaped like. Because yeah. right. I've never seen it. So yeah. That's, I, I mean, this this guy. Okay, let me see that. If you go up to, yeah, if you see, go if to I the, just would have handed you that picture and said, if this you is go a on a date ours, on Thursday do night, you know who it and is. that guy's at the open mic. Let me see. You might have problems. He might leave with your girl, Slee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This guy. This was a look Certainly for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You got a little bit of a Jared Leto thing going on there. Jordan Catalano. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan. Did I tell you this story that when I was in Arizona, a guy walked into the bar who looked exactly like Jared Leto in that exact show, and he had it. He he was like wearing the costumes of the clothes. And I told I told his mom, "Can I take a picture of him?" She was like, "I used to love that show. I never thought about it. It was weird." It would be great to look like Jared Leto without having any of the stuff (laughs) that comes with being Jared Leto. You just get to look that good, handsome. I mean. I was handsome man. Oh, okay, yeah. so can not I close. can I no, can I nominate a new like a, a new member? You want a, s- a chairman of the board type initiation here? Okay. My one of my wife's favorite movies is my weird quirk about my wife. She loves Nancy Myers movies. I don't know if you. Guys I don't know, know who that, that is. is. No. Yeah, she's a very um, famous uh, screenwriter and director. And okay, one, a lot of romantic and, comedies. And she Got and it. one of those is a is year. This is like two thousand two right. two thousand three called the holiday. And it and it's Kate Winslet, it's Jack Black, Cameron it, Diaz. it's Cameron Diaz, Jude Law. Mm-hmm. I, Clinton, I I don't I, like <laughs> you're having some trouble with this one yeah. because <laughs> speechless. Jude Law looks as good in yeah. that movie oh. as as I mean I've never thought I've told said this to Mason. 
I've never thought about changing teams, but if I did, <laughs> so here's the if thing. I yes, did, no, no, I know who Jude Law is. Here's the that funny dude thing: should be in the handsome man community. The funny thing about Jude, and the reason why he is not considered more handsome, is that he plays ugly roles, yeah, like does. by design. Like he always kind of looks weird, but when you see him normally, it's like Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah Tom it's Hardy like it's the like they, they're, they're, he yeah. never looks like his best normal guy look. So that's why I think in he's the, not considered that way. In the holiday, he plays a a widowed dad who romances Cameron Diaz. Oh, and nice. he could not look better. Yeah, okay. Check All four of them good actually. Photo. Jude Law, handsome man. That's I mean, he's he's already an ambassador. It's yeah. just it's only you got to catch him outside of a film. It, you know? it is a really striking thing when you see famous people who are known for being really good looking, good looking men or women. Yeah, and it's in person, and you're like, wow, yeah. like, this is not. <laughs> Photoshop. This is not the makeup room. How is like, this real? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there are some people that yes. when you walk in, right? When you they walk into a room, every insecurity you have as a human <laughs> oh, yeah. just rises to the surface. And a lot, a lot of those people, it's like effortless. Like they don't even. Yeah. You know, some of them look. Are you? Don't are you? Get me wrong. Are, you, are you filling out your application? No, no. To I'm the to definitely. the local chapter. I was, what, uh, do what you guys doing? remember? You guys remember Gabby Reese? Gabrielle yeah. Reese, who is a beach volleyball player and a model, and her husband is a guy named Laird Hamilton. He is a uh, surfer. He's a he, but he's an oh, extreme oh, yeah. surfer. Yeah, yeah. And he came in. They, Gabby and Laird, came in one day with Mason and I, and Mason and I looked at each other and we just went, <laughs> "What are we doing here?" Yeah, <laughs> we have never felt this ugly. I mean, they're just. You should have put her in a different studio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Different you, we're gonna separate you two. Yeah. Hey, M, is is Cocaine Bear good? So I would I gave it a rating of seven point two out of ten. All right, not terrible. I think that you have to go into it, go into the theater, accept the premise. It's accept a crew the premise movie. and have a fun theater. Yeah. You have to have people that are excited to see the movie and someone who's going with you that's excited to see the movie. If you have a movie of a uh, uh, theater of critics, right? I think she there said, there she may said be C a plus B minus for letter grade. Okay, is that going to get you to go see it or I'm going to go? I j- gonna just go. because. We have a weird schedule this weekend in Dallas. We're leaving early tomorrow. We're leaving at 9 in the morning tomorrow because we have a day game Sunday, so you want to get there early, get a practice in. So I basically have Saturday night and Sunday night off. Oh, yeah. And that's it's only 90 minutes. Yeah. Right. The tight 90 right up, is right the, key, up my alley. the key element here. Yeah. I feel like two hours could be pushing it with cocaine bear. Right. <laughs> the premise doesn't really – I mean, Well, she actually can, said 90 is a little too long. She said for the story. Hey, Andy, can I say something? The first thought I had – when I heard Cocaine Bear was a go, was if this can get made, Commander and Chimp. That's what can I was going to say. We got we got to keep uh, and Commander and Chimp. By the way, I'm not kidding. I know you're not. Commander and Chimp, keep it to a tight ninety. We don't need to be floating into the two hours. Well, zone. I mean, well, we already got people like like O'Shea's coming on today. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's his birthday, and he's in Cocaine Bear. Right. So. Um, O'Shea, I, we have enough friends of the program. I think Freddie would be in it. I think O'Shea would be in it. Well, you've we told already, me that Jay, Jay Moore, Moore has already himself. has right. already texted me saying I'm all in right. on Commander and keep Chimp. it under. Is 90. the script done or does it need to be reworked? We this is something that me, Brian, and our, our friend Steve Skelton, we have been tossing around this idea for roughly fifteen to twenty. I was going to say this is what you talk about every time you What's get to see each other. What's the status of the script? Uh, it started with that it's, photo. <laughs> that photo that, yeah. it's, it's fluid right okay. now. The script is fluid. It could use a little more fleshing out, but we we've got basically the plot line from A to Z. It's a strong summary. It's a strong right, so outline. So for people who have no idea what we're talking about, give us the elevator pitch. Thirty seconds. What is Commander in Chimp? There is the incumbent president. He ha- his name is Bob Johnson. He has a, pre- a pet monkey named Bobo. The scheming vice president who wants to be president comes up with these ballots that have a typo in it that says Bobo Johnson instead of Bob Johnson, thinking. If this guy wins, he obviously won't be allowed to be president because he's a monkey. Therefore, I will end up the president. As it turns out, there's nothing in the Constitution that says a monkey can't be president. From there, the vice president tries scheming his way towards the thing and towards the presidency. Every scheme leads to Bobo becoming more popular. Spoiler alert, he gets reelected. Yeah. Bobo too. It, that is that was as that, size yeah. tight as, as that you movie cannot make lose. That. Yeah. Well, yeah. and as May said before when he first pitched it, the the title alone is half the battle. Yes. You, Commander and Chimp is funny premise and, uh, off rip. Honestly, you know? it is not satirical enough for our current politics. <laughs> if anything, we're holding back. I love it. I love it. How Which, long? How long would the movie be? I'd say anywhere from an hour to an hour forty-five. It's a comedy. It's satire. I think those you tend to want. I'm those with to Clinton. Be tight I think it, I think ninety minutes 90. is the magic Still number. Put it it's together. Fine. Tight ninety. That's fine. What you guys got going on today? 
A lot. Well, if we don't know if O'Shea will show up because it's his birthday, so anything, and it's raining. <laughs> yeah, anything could go. Um, but I am in. in and his movies premiere. Start with this sleep. I don't know right. about you, but I am genuinely as excited about this dumb upcoming three-game road trip as I have been in since they won the title. Going to learn a lot. I, I think we're going to get a whole bunch of answers because I heard you talking about it, Sleep. I don't know how much stock we can put in. A blowout win over the Pelicans with no Zion and a blowout win over the Warriors with no Steph and no Wiggins. But Dallas scored 142 points last night. Yep. Mm. Um, best they've looked. Yep. And, and now we get them on Sunday. Memphis, loaded. And Clinton, I think you said the magic words. You asked, Slee, what would be a successful road trip? We got to see what it looks like. Yeah, have to. If I mean, they can't go 0-3. But if they go 1-2, and but every game is down to the wire and tight, if you look at the Lakers' schedule, it gets pretty easy in April. So you just got to get yeah, through the, home games the are big. end of yeah. March. The problem is, though, with the math, they can't just get through March. They have to win a lot in yeah. March. Yeah, right. They yeah. can't have a losing record from, from now no. till the end of March. Definitely They've gotta, not. they got to have a winning record, and then maybe they get into it. But I'm genuinely excited after last night and to watch, what, watch them play a good team. Part of that, and I know you guys will get into it too, what's encouraging is – Bron and Anthony Davis were not Bron and Anthony Davis last night. Yeah, they still won a game. Yeah. They, 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 they don't don't carried win. by Malik Beasley and Austin Rivers. Yeah, well, that's Austin, what that's what that's what teams do. Yes, Austin Reeves. Yeah, Austin, Austin Reeves. Austin, Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers. Where is he? is Austin Rivers still in the league? I he think is. he is. Didn't he just get in a fight? Didn't he get with I, Mo Bamba? Yes, yeah, he, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's in Minnesota. Good right, right. There you go. Right. Austin Reeves. All right. Super Cross Talk is powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Thank you, Clinton Yates. Always happy weekend, kiddos.